0: Love Talk radio
1: hello 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 and welcome to creating a championship standard of living i'm your host mr miles w miller today is a dynamic day today is october 10th 2009 saturday october 10th 2009 and i am absolutely honored to be here with you today as as always each week i tell you i am so Thankful to have you here. I, I thank God that you keep coming back to the show and, and you keep telling people that free of Championship Standard Living comes on every Saturday at 6, East, 6 p.m. Eastern. And as you keep telling your friends, you can, and I, I see it in the podcast numbers, people are downloading this podcast, people are coming in on the chats and things like that. I don't take you for granted. I absolutely appreciate you and absolutely thank God for you. I love you. And I, I want you to do this. This show is for you. This show is for you. I want you to give me your input. What can I do to make this show better? What can I do to make this show more appealing for what, you, what it is you need? Let me know. Send me comments on the Blog Talk site. Send me comments via Twitter My uh, at com slash miles W. Miller. That's M-Y-L-E-S-W-M-I-L-L-E-R. You can send me an email at my personal email address at Miles W Miller at gmail dot com. That's M Y L E S W M I L L E R at gmail dot com, and you can just let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about the show. Let me know, like I said, what, we can, what can we do to improve the show? If there's something that you really like about the show, let us know. It, it always works to hear from you. I always love hearing from you, and, if, and I, I will always do my best to um, to to improve. And accommodate what it is you really want to see. So without further ado, without a shadow of doubt, I turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came here for. And that is to see his will being done through this show for our lives. And people, we have a dynamic show planned for you today. Those of you who have seen um, my tweets today and seen um, my blog talk site you know that um, today we're going to talk about beheading the giant with authority, beheading the giant with authority. That's that's going to be our topic for today, and I'm just going to show you how um, a little young man took on an insurmountable object, and I'm going to show you how he defeated the enemy and won. Um, I said again, wow! I, if you understood really what I feel right now. Being right here in front of you right now, it is absolutely amazing to me that eight months ago, beginning in February, the first Saturday in February, we started together, and and here it is eight months later, we're still together. You know, a lot of relationships don't last as long, but thank God that our relationship has has endured the test of time. Uh, and I look forward to continuing to go further with you. I'm just I'm just really excited because this is something near and dear to my heart. And like I say. Each and every week, if you weren't here, if you don't listen to the show, there's no way I could do this show because it would be pointless. And I'm so thankful. And I, I can't express my gratitude enough to you. I'm so thankful that you continue to come back and support this show and can support uh, creating a championship, standard in living, and supporting me in my endeavors as a, a motivational speaker and as, as a coach. I'm here for you. So if there's anything I can do to help you, please don't hesitate to let me know. Um so we're going to move forward into the show. I want to do things a little differently. Um, I know we, you, you've heard the format of how I do the show most times, but I'm going to do something a little differently today um, just to make some things up and to really get the point across what we got going. I'm going to um, do our vision training first, and then we're going to go from there. Uh, so I want you guys to stay a little loose today because I'm, I'm changing things as we go but I'm trusting God for the direction. So just bear with me, and things are going to run really smoothly for us. So let's begin with our vision training. Um, As you know, each week I tell you that it's important to love and enjoy what you do. And a few things I always want want you to be uh, cognizant of is that in life it is very, very important to have passion or to have things that you are passionate about. It is also very, very important, it is very important that your passion, that you understand that your passion, the thing that you are passionate about, it will empower you to endure any how that is required for the attainment of your desires. Remember that. It's it's that thing that you're passionate about. The thing that you'll do if nobody else ever commented on The thing that you'll do if you never, ever receive a paycheck for it. That very thing, that thing right there is the thing that will, will... push you to the point of being able to get your heart's desire. So we're going, to, we're going to do the vision training now. I want you to completely allow your mind to receive this lesson today because this is, this is going to be a dynamic lesson. I want you to completely release anything, any stress that you may have, any tensions you may have, anything that may have not gone right today. You know, the car may not have started. Or you may you may have gotten a bill from that you didn't expect. Whatever the case may be, I want you to let go of it right now. I want you to just just take a few breaths, breathe in, breathe out, 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 and just relax. Just let let it go, let it go because we have some dynamic plan for you today. I want you to really really sink your teeth into what we have today. So I want you to free your mind, clear your mind of anything that would cause you stress that that's like I said, that hasn't gone quite the way you want it to. Um, and just relax. This is gonna be a, a, a dynamic message. It's, it's, I'm not gonna be here really long with you because what I gotta say is dynamic and it's straight to the point. And I think once you hear it you're gonna get it. So Let's start with the vision training again. Again, I want you to allow your mind to receive this lesson. I want you to open your mind, open your spirit to what we're getting ready to do. Okay, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to envision, I want you to imagine, I want you to grab a picture in your mind of what you expect your dream life to look like. Like I said, I don't know what your dream life could look like but you know the things that you so desire in your heart. If nobody else was looking, if nobody else ju- could, would come and judge and say you couldn't have it, the things, that thing that you really want. Like I said, for me, I want a Lamborghini. And I expect to have a Lamborghini within the next year and a half. It could be trips to exotic locations. It could be, you know, for some people, they, they so desire being married. Some people, they desire just being in a relationship with anybody that that's respectable. Uh, whatever the case may be, but just not anything, I want you to imagine, the, like the best of everything. I want you to imagine yourself being able to to walk in your house and not worry about the fact that that, that bill came today. I want you to be able to to go outside to your garage and and not worry about whether or not that car is going to start. I want you to be able to see yourself thriving. I want you to be able to see yourself, you know, living free. I want you to be able to see yourself, you know, just expansive. Just just think. Expansive. Just think expansively. Don't worry about the constraints of what may not be, or what wasn't, or what could be. I want you to think about your life as you want it. How do you really want your life to look? And just imagine what happens if this this vision was on a, on an IMAX screen. You can see it in panoramic view. So you can you can gather more and more details from the picture. I want you to see details. I want you to get all the details of the picture. I want you to see it. And I want you to hold on to it, and I want you to see it. and I want you to, to grab a little bit more But I want you to continue to see that picture. I want you to continue to see details unfolding right in front of your eyes. Now, as you hold on to that picture, I want you to em- fully embrace the emotions and feelings that the picture brings the feelings of joy, the feelings of elation, the feelings of completion, the feelings of of just greatness. I want you to completely embrace it. I want you to completely en- envelop yourself in the emotions that, the joyful emotions that this, this picture brings. Now that you're holding on to that image and you're holding on to that feeling, you're holding on to those emotions, I want you to say with me out loud, All of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. I receive all of my divine good free and unfettered right now. Now that you've gotten the picture in your mind and you're completely embracing the emotions and the feelings that the picture brings, and you now have affirmed that you receive all of your divine good, free and unfettered, right now. I want you to hold on to that picture, hold on to those feelings, hold on to the affirmation as we go forth with this lesson, and keep your heart open to receive a dynamic movement today. Uh, I think God has something planned dynamically through me for you, so I want you to receive it, and I want you to be in a position to receive it, and uh so just hold continue to hold on to that, that vision of yours because that vision is gonna it's gonna be something dynamic for you for years to come. Um before we go any further, I want to play an inspirational song. Now there was a song I wanted to play for you today, and um I wasn't able to upload it. Uh, for some strange reason. It wouldn't it wouldn't upload and um so I'm not gonna play that particular song today. But what I want to do there, I have several songs here that I would love to play snippets of, but I want to play one song in particular because I feel like it definitely—not um, to reiterate or be redundant—you know some of the songs that I've played for you, I continue to play for you over and over again. But some things just the plans, um, the divine plan behind the song, the, the behind the um, the intention behind the song is just so dynamic. We can't get away from it. So I want to play for you. Um, a song that we played last week and it's called New Season by Martha Menizzi. I want to play this song and I'll be right back with you. Hallelujah!
2: Cause it's a new season It's a season of power and prosperity, yes it is, it's a new season and it's coming to me, or if you believe that lift your hands and say, it's a new season, it's a new And maybe some of you weren't raised in church all your life, so maybe you might relate to what we're saying here a little bit better. If you remember the words of that prophetic song by Diana Ross.
0: What'd she saying, Mark? I'm coming.
1: Hello, and we're back. I want to thank you for uh, for bearing with us uh, with the uh, inspirational song. I, like I said, I had something planned for you, but sometimes the, the things you have waiting in the wings may fit the, the moment even better. So um, we're going to get moving with the show. Uh, I'm going to get right into our divine intervention for this week. Our divine intervention I have taken for this week is uh, can be found in 1 Corinthians 1 and Corinthians 1 and 27, and I'm reading it from the Amplified Bible. And it reads, No, for God selected or deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame and what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame. I'll repeat that. No, for God selected, deliberately chose, What in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame? And what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame? I'll read that again. No. For God selected, deliberately chose, what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame? And what the world calls weak to put the strong to shame? And that is our divine intervention for this week, it actually, in some translation, reads that God will take the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak to confound the strong. I want you to hold on to that as we move forward. God will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He will use things that makes absolutely no sense, but if you trust him and are obedient to his word, he'll take that which you have to to get. That which you need, so hold on to that. And we, as we get ready for the, the lesson today, I want you to hold on to that. Hold on to that. Get that in your heart. That God, there's some things that are going on in your life right now. As we know, we moving forward with this fourth quarter comeback movement. There's some things going on in your life right now, and the solution to them is going to seem foolish to the world. But if you if you're obedient, today is is ten ten oh nine. Today, the number ten represents obedience. Today, if you are obedient. Because guess what? You're going to hear something today that's going to absolutely revolutionize your revolutionize your life. I know I mispronounced that word. Please forgive me. But if you're obedient to, to to that word, that's going to be for you, it will absolutely change your life. It's, it'll be it'll be foolish that you got something on a blog talk radio show that will absolutely change your life in such a dynamic way that people will, will be amazed and confused and confounded because they couldn't understand why they just saw you. They just saw you a week ago walking. They just saw you a week ago, and you didn't have a good car. They just saw you a week ago, and and you didn't have a a house to live in. They just saw you a week ago, and things just didn't make sense. They saw you a week ago, and your hair may have been matted. They saw you a week ago, and your clothes didn't look good. They saw you a week ago, and and you were struggling to exist. But they see you next week, and all of a sudden, you're the CEO of a a company because God can give you an idea overnight that that can prosper you. God' will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise, so don't get caught up in the wisdom of the world don't get caught up in in the, the what the economy is doing. don't get caught up in what politicians are doing. don't get caught up in what people what leaders are doing, even if somebody's doing things wrong, you have the audacity and the courage to obey God because your obedience to, to a word of God from God will change your life and I'm living proof. I talked to my pastor uh, pastor. I talked to Pastor Janato Lee earlier in the day, and we, we were talking about obedience, how our pastor was obedient to our bishop, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson, and, and, and sat under him for 24 years, learning, being mentored, being trained. And today we, were, we had a dynamic miracle explosion service where people were getting healed, set free, and delivered from all types of stuff that couldn't have happened if he hadn't been obedient and, di- and and done his assignment as he's supposed to even me being on this show now there's certain there's there's a certain shift that's been happening with me and I've been obedient and I'm listening to what God is telling me to do for this season and I know that anybody who hears this show and can feel can actually feel what's going on here this there's a shift and the things that that we're going to talk about now, if you apply them, if you listen and be obedient to a word that comes from God, and you apply what's happening here, you apply the 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 blueprint we're going to give you, you're going to see a dynamic shift in your life. You things are going to change, because, like I said, God can you will use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He'll use what people what the wise people will tell you won't won't ever work. He'll tell you that you're that your parents will never be able to come out of that sickness that's been in their bodies. He'll tell you, The wise people in this world will tell you all types of things that just make no sense to a person who believes because all things are possible to him that believes. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. So stay ready for a, a dynamic movement. Stay ready for, for whatever it is you need because I, I guarantee you that if you listen closely today, you take good notes, what you need is going to be here. And it'll be that that very thing that will be confounding to those to the wise people of the world, the so-called wise people of the world. So don't, don't like I said, don't get caught up with what, what the reports say. Get caught up in what God says, and God has something dynamic for you today. Trust me on that one. And moving forward, I'm going to give you today's uh, presidential wisdom. The presidential wisdom comes from our 44th president, President Barack Obama. Each week, I give you a, a, a quote from him as a word of wisdom. Today is um, even a greater day because he's been – our 44th president has been um, awarded a Nobel Peace Prize. So this is a a dynamic uh, day for him, a dynamic honor for him as well. Um, So I want to read this to you. And I quote, we have real enemies in the world. These enemies must be found. They must be pursued, and they must be defeated. I'll read that again. We have real enemies in the world. These enemies must be found. They must be pursued, and they must be defeated. I'll read that again. We have real enemies in the world. These enemies must be found. They must be pursued, and they must be defeated. And that is this week's presidential wisdom from our 44th president, Barack Obama. Um, again, I'm so excited for you to, to be able to put the show together, and each week I, I want to do something you know, to let you know how much I appreciate you. I thank you. I've actually been creating uh, um, these shows now. Like I said, we've been together since February, and each week I, I believe I've gotten better at doing the show, and each week I try to put a, add a new wrinkle to it. We've been doing this for a couple weeks now. I'm going to give you a motivational moment, which is a, a snippet of, of a, a, a previous show, but it was something, there was a piece of wisdom that I wanted you to really grasp a hold to, and I said it to some dynamic music. So listen to this week's Motivational Moment, and it's entitled Be True to Yourself, and I'll be right back. Again, I'm uh, just completely honored to, um, to be before you today and uh, our lesson today um is 10 steps to staying true to yourself 10 steps to, t- to staying true to yourself um i came up with this topic late last night actually in the wee hours of this morning um as many of you may have seen my facebook posting uh where i posted um a comment about being true to myself and how i uh, i actually had to apologize to myself for not being always being true to myself um and I think that it's really important for each and every one of us to understand that we are unique. We are, we are not like everybody else. We're not normal. And because we're not normal, we can't expect to do what normal people do and have gratification or happiness or joy doing those things. We have to celebrate that uniqueness that's within inside us. Uh, a guest we had on uh, a couple weeks ago, Mr. Ronald Wilshire uh, down in Houston, Texas, you know, told us to celebrate our uniqueness. And, and that's one thing I'm going to continuously promote, to celebrate the, the, the identity that God has given you, the, the separateness that God has given you, the, 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 that, which you, that inside of you that will allow you to stand out and not blend in, because you weren't put here to blend in, you are put here to stand out and leave. So, let me get started with our lesson, um, 10 Steps to Staying True to Yourself. Step number one. And I believe this is the most important step to staying true to yourself. Step number one keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. Keep God's image of you in your heart. A lot of people battle with low self esteem and they battle with um, a bad vision of themselves and they, they, they struggle. To, to really find their way in the world and they, they get confused and misled and led astray and run up, things like that. And the one thing that would keep people grounded is that if you knew that the creator of the universe created you in his likeness and image, how could you ever fall for the okey-doke when somebody told you that you, you're less than, than great, you're less than phenomenal, you're less than the best? When you truly know who you are, when you truly know who you are, when you you truly know what you are, nobody can come and tell you anything other than that. Immediately you understand that that's that's a part. That's not the truth. If somebody tells you something contrary to what the Creator says you are, that's a part. That is not the truth. So, in understanding that, it is utterly important to stay locked On the image that God says you are. You're creating His likeness and image. You're creating His likeness and image. Not like a dinosaur, not like a donkey, not like a horse, not like a bear, but in His likeness and image. You have been put here for some dynamic stuff, you have been put here to do some things that, that only you can do. Your life is important. Your your existence on this earth, your existence in this, universe, in this universe is very important. So you have to stay focused on the fact that you were created to create. You were created to, to repair. You were created to, to do something dynamic. You were created to do something awesome. You were created to do something unique. So you have to celebrate that uniqueness because God saw something in you that when he created you, He creates you to solve a set of problems that nobody else can solve. So keep that in your your heart that you are put here for a special assignment from the Creator. And we're back. I thank you for, um, like I said, for giving me more feedback on the show. I've been uh, told that the motivational moments have been really well received and a lot of people really enjoy listening to them, so I'm going to continue to do that and we're going to continue to get better at that. Um, we're going to add some more wrinkles to the show a- along the way. Uh, like I said, this is just a dynamic movement for me. I, I-, I am uh, honored <laughs> to be here with you. I mean, seriously, I, I-, I can't say that enough. And I don't, like I said, I don't take you for granted. I just want I want to give you good content that you can talk about if you need to listen to this show to to give you give me a get a pick me up throughout the week. You know, go right ahead and download the podcast, send it to your friends, tell people about the show because like I said this show is for you and I want you to get everything you can possibly get out of this show. Well, we're going to go into the lesson for today. Our lesson for today is uh, beheading the giant with authority. And I take my lesson today from the from First uh, Samuel chapter seventeen from the Bible and verses forty through fifty two. I'm going to read them, read through them, and I'm going to um, ask that you you know just listen and bear with me here. Um, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified version of the Bible, um, starting in verse forty. And before, actually, before I read, I want to set this set the picture up for you. We have here. This is the this is where we have a young David, a young 17-year-old David who's you know basically a sheepherder or a shepherd, a little shepherd boy who spends most of his time tending to his father's sheep. And he doesn't fit the build of a warrior. He doesn't fit the build of a king. But by this point, when he goes to this battle, he's been anointed by the prophet Samuel. To become the next king. See on this day that we talk about obedience. The number 10 represents obedience. The reason why David was anointed as the next king. Was because Saul who was the present king at the time. Had disobeyed an order from God. And God took his spirit off of him. And he placed that spirit on David. Let me tell you about that spirit that he placed on David. That spirit was the spirit of the Lord of hosts. Anybody who knows anything about the Lord of Hosts, the Lord of Hosts is the commander in chief of the heavenly army, the heavenly host. That includes uh, the believer as well as angelic forces. And that when that spirit of the Lord of Hosts comes upon anybody, it automatically brings with it boldness, courage, uh, you know, the ability to make miracles, ha- you know, happen, miracle signs and wonders. Well, why was it important for David to have that spirit? Well, David was being sent to take territory. David was being sent to to rule well over the the land that God was, was going to send him into. But it's an interesting story about how that spirit came upon David. We'll go back to the prophet Samuel's mother, Hannah. Hannah was, a, uh, was a, a woman who loved God. She cried out to God. She prayed to God. And there was one thing that she needed that she didn't have, and she couldn't. She was barren. And she went and wailed and, and cried out to God so much that people thought she was drunk, that she was a drunkard. She went down to the tabernacle to pray and asked the Lord of hosts to open up her womb. And what she did was she promised the Lord of hosts that when, she, when he opened up her womb, that the first fruit from her womb she would give back to him. That first fruit that came from her womb was the prophet Samuel. And Samuel meaning that that a razor won't touch his head. She, She wouldn't cut his hair, and she sent him back to the priest, basically giving him back to God to become who he was called to be. And who he was called to be was to be the mouthpiece of God. God entrusted Samuel to go and find the next king so that his spirit, the spirit of the Lord of hosts, would fall upon him. Now, you see how this thing worked. The spirit of the Lord of hosts came upon Samuel's mother, opened up her womb, and he was birthed out. He was the first fruit of her womb after being barren, but after she trusted and believed God for the impossible. Samuel spent his life learning protocol and principle so that when he went forth, he could he, he would be dynamic, he would be powerful for God, and that he would be accurate for God. So that when he went to go anoint the new king, he, had, he was given strict instructions, do not go by appearance, go by what I tell you, which means he had to be obedient because... Saul was a very statuesque man. He was—he looked like a king. But the person that God had in mind to be the next king may not fit the standards that the people was set for him. Again, going back to our divine intervention, God will use the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So, what the wise people of the world would have thought, you know, when Samuel went to when a prophet Samuel went to David's house or or Jesse's house, David's father, David had seven older brothers who were all more kingly, so to speak, kingly looking. And Samuel examined each one of these these young men, none of them had what God wanted the next king to possess. And he Samuel asked David's father, Is there do you have another son? Because I know that the king is here. The next king is here, but where is? He? It's not one of these seven. You have to have another son, and he sent him sent out to get his son from taking care of the sheep, and then God told him that's the one. He anointed him to be the next king. Now. Keep that in mind as as I read you the, the scripture and as we move forward. And we start, then he took his staff, he being David, then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones out of a brook and put them in his shepherd's lunch bag, in his pouch, and his sling was in his hand as he drew near the Philistine. The Philistine came on and drew near to David, the man who bore the shield going before him. And when the Philistine looked around and saw David, he scorned and despised him, for he was but an adolescent with a healthy reddish color and a fair face. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you should come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will smite you and cut off your head. I will give the corpse of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with the sword And his spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into my hands. When the Philistine came forward to meet David, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put in his hand. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and slung it. And it struck the Philistine sinking into his forehead and he fell face to the earth. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, and struck down the Philistine and slew him. But no sword was in David's hand. So he ran and stood over the Philistine, took his sword, and drew it out of of its sheath, and killed him, and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw their mighty champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath. And the gates of Ekron. So the wounded Philistines fell along the way from Shiram as far as Gath and Ekron. And this is where we're going to pick up. The spirit of the Lord of hosts was on David. The spirit of the Lord of hosts made him, made him bold. It made him courageous. And it, let, it, and it gave him the authority to walk into a battle that normally he could have he would have lost. Taking the foolish things that confound the wise. This little boy killed a giant. And some studies have said that Goliath would have stood in today's with today's figures about nine feet tall. He was huge. He was imposing. He had a sword. He had a shield. He had a he had all this weaponry. And he was victorious in many battles. And he came up to one person who was obedient and loved God and trusted God to be greater than the situation. That's the whole moral story. That the spirit of the Lord of hosts was on David. That's the same spirit that says, greater is he that's in me than he is in this world. Or vengeance is mine. He's a God that will repay that debt of vengeance. See, the Lord of hosts, when the spirit of the Lord of hosts comes upon somebody and he's present and and the, the person is obedient, a praise team can annihilate a seven nation army. He can take protesters walking around a wall seven times and cause it to fall. He can take a fish snack and feed thousands of people. And he can even take a slingshot and a pebble and turn it into a semi-automatic weapon. The giant in your life is no match to the Lord God of hosts. The The giant in your life is no match for God. The giant, that, that may, it may be debt. It may be past failures. It may be a, a divorce. It may be you know something somebody did to you, but it's no match for God. All you have to do is trust Him, just like I'm doing the show right now. I'm not I'm not really using notes today. I'm trusting God to give to download the information that He wants you to hear. There's some thing, there's some key keys in this scripture that I want you to really hear. That when it came time for the battle, David. Did not sink. He didn't shrink down. He 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 grew, and he he quickly ran to the line for the battle. He didn't he didn't hide, because the spirit of Lord of Hosts doesn't cause you to hide. It causes you to stand up, because he knew that the enemy was already defeated. He was anointed for such a time as then. So so too are you anointed for such a time as now. No matter what the situation may look like you were called to behead the giant. You were called to put that giant to sleep. And here's the next thing about it. In order to prove victory over the enemy, he had to have the enemy's head. He didn't come prepared with a sword. He only had a slingshot and a rock. He, he boldly went to the enemy, took the enemy's own sword, and cut the enemy's head off with his own sword to prove that his God was real. I'm telling you to look at the situation today and trust your God because your God is bigger than the situation. Yes, as we mount this four-quarter comeback, the situation may seem tumultuous. It may seem huge, but it's not bigger than your God. It is not bigger than God. It is not bigger than God. It is not bigger than God. God. He says greater is he or greater is I am in you than he is in the world. Greater is I am in you than he is in the world. That means that nothing that you face, nothing that we face, is greater than God. And he just wants an opportunity to show up and show out on your behalf, and it takes your obedience. It takes you being allowing his spirit to, to create boldness in you, to create, to create a courageous attitude in you. Here's the third piece of the puzzle. When you slay the giant, when you put the giant to rest, it gives the people on your team momentum. See what happened? People were scared. They were they were cowering away from the giant because the giant was, was vicious and he was killing people. He was slaying people. But when David put the giant put the giant's champion to rest, it gave his side it gave his troops courage to go after the other side. And they put put them down. One man with confidence, one one obedient man with confidence can shift the momentum. One act of obedience and confidence can shift the momentum on your side. See, it just takes one act, one step, one. And a giant in your life can come down. Let me tell you things to know about the giant you face one thing that, that all giants do is that they, they, they're gonna, they may try to bring up your past failures. It could be okay, in the past you may have been, you may have been delinquent on some debts. you may not have not been a trustworthy person in the past. you may have you know made some mistakes with your body. You may have been promiscuous, but God brought you back into the fold because he loved you. He chose you anyway. See, it didn't matter what you look like on the outside, he chose you anyway. There's a there 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 is a a prostitute in the lineage of Jesus Christ. Not because she was a prostitute, but it was because she had a heart after God. She loved God so much, even though she had an affliction, and God used her anyway. Don't let the giant trick you into thinking that because you may have failed in the past, that you will never succeed in anything else in life. Another thing the giant will do, will try to do. The giant will try to psych you out with its former victories. It'll make you seem like it'll use all its victories to intimidate you and make you scared. Like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, the giant is, that 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 giant is just so powerful. It could be that you know bankruptcy uh, courts may may have uh, beat you up before, that it always wins in bankruptcy court. It always wins in, in legal standard, in proceedings, not realizing your God can be the God of that judge and change those, change those proceedings in your favor. Favor ain't fair. Be ready to receive favor because it ain't fair. Another thing the enemy will try to do, the giant will try to do, is try to intimidate you with its size. Okay, It could be a situation where you haven't taken, been to take care of something for some years. Or it could be a situation of, of, of sickness in your body. And they will try to make you think, well, since it's in your body, you can't beat it. But the devil's a liar. The truth's not in him. And you have to understand that, again, greater is your God, greater is the God, greater is your God than he that's in the world. Greater is I am in you than he is in the world. And the last thing you need to really understand in order to really get a grip of this that the giant is a worthy adversary look when david stepped up to that giant that was a worthy adversary he stood in front of that was a, a that was a man of war that had that was good at war he was a man of war that was good at war he was good at at winning and killing and destroying but you also have to remember that although the enemy is a worthy adversary he is a defeated foe and if you trust god that enemy in your life, that giant in your life, is ready to come down. I'm going to pray for everybody right now um, before we go forward with the show. I'm going to pray for everybody who's dealing with any type of giant in their lives, anything that has exalted itself bigger in your eyesight to try to take your attention away from God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you today giving you praise, worship, honor, honor and glory in the name of Jesus Christ thanking you for this moment, thanking you for this time, thanking you for this lesson thanking you for giving us your spirit of the Lord of hosts to to descend upon us now, to move forward in boldness and courage to be the person, the persons that you called us to be, the, the men and women of God that you called us to be. We thank you for giving us insight, wisdom, courage and peace of mind to operate in the mind of Christ, as we face challenges, they only become situations. As a young man said last night on on, on Doctor uh, Walters uh, Sims' um, show last night, challenges only become pro- challenges become situations when we we know that our God is greater than the situation. And we Father, we thank you for being greater than the situation. We know that greater is you is your I am spirit in us than anything that's in this world we thank you that your spirit is with us leading us and guiding us, order our steps and that you're using the foolish things of this world to confound the wise that even this radio show right now Father is confounding the wise because no one realized that, that this prayer is so dynamic that it's going to break the bands of wickedness that the enemy has, has ensnared your people with for years thank you Father for anointing this show to break the bands of wickedness off the people that who hear this show, setting them free to be dynamic for you, to be a testimony for you, to be glorious for you to give so that you get glory out of their lives. Father, we thank you that the giant is defeated, whatever the giant may be in the lives of the people who hear this show. That the giant is defeated, the giant is a defeated foe now. In the name of Jesus Christ, whether it be. A financial situation, whether it be a marital situation, whether it be, be an educational situation, whether it be a job situation. We thank you for favor. We thank you for, for supernatural favor, supernatural deliverance, supernatural increase, supernatural abundance, supernatural. We just thank you for your supernatural presence, Father. We know that in your presence there's fullness of joy. And, Father, give, it, give my listeners their joy back that it can only come in your presence. We thank you, Father, that you are a God that will not be mocked, and you will not be defied. And that all our, the giant has been trying to say that, trying to defy you, and trying to defy the fact that we, we trust you. We thank you that you're going to, that as you show up and show out, that he must scatter. As you arise in this situation, as you arise in us, that the enemy must scatter. In the name of Jesus Christ, and we take no. Glory for what's going to happen. We give you all the praise and all the worship and all the glory. We thank you, Father, for a financial turnaround for the, in the lives of the people who hear this show. We thank you, Father, for, for a dynamic move of your spirit in the lives of the people who hear this show. We thank you, Father, for turning around situations. We thank you for the fourth quarter comeback. We thank you, Father, for igniting and reigniting the spirit of the champion inside of each and every person who hears this show. We thank you, Father, for it's already done, and we bind any remnants of the enemy, and we cast it out and send it back to the pits of hell from whence it came. In Jesus' name, Amen. People, that that is that's what I have for you today. I can't I, I can't manufacture anything. I I can only trust God to give you anything I can give you, and one thing I can do is pray. <laughs> I don't know about anything else, but I can I can definitely pray, and I believe I trust God to show up and show out in each and every one of our lives, because. Like I said, where we're at right now, we we need the supernatural. We need God's supernatural presence in our lives for everything, for this turnaround, for this comeback. We need God's supernatural presence. Um, I want to go forward in the show. I have a, a dynamic guest on here who's no stranger to the show, um, just a, a phenomenal young man. Um, I don't know how, I can, how else I can say this. Um, how can I put it? This This man... Like I said, needs no introduction. He's um, he hails out of Nashville, Tennessee, by way of Saginaw, Michigan. And he is an author, motivational speaker. Uh, He's an international speaker, and he has an international radio show, which is also on Blog Talk Radio show as well, uh, called Make It Happen Radio. Um, Let me introduce to the show a man who needs no more introduction, Mister jl godfrey mr make it happen mr jl godfrey J.R. are you there
3: hey what's going on miles
1: everything's great sir and you
3: i'm doing fantastic thank you so much for having me on tonight Oh, uh,
1: uh, as always an honor sir always an honor
3: phenomenal stuff tonight man phenomenal phenomenal stuff i'm thoroughly enjoying myself
1: well we give god the glory for that sir we i mean like i said i can't take credit for none of this stuff i just show up and, and let god show out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes sir
1: yes. <laughs> so we were talking earlier and um you were telling me that you, you you were that God was downloading some stuff into you about tonight's uh, message. Where have you been really hearing?
3: Well, it, it's interesting because you know we're talking about you know we're in this whole mode of the fourth quarter comeback and we're mounting the comeback. And you were talking about uh, slaying the giant, you know, and I and I think that's so interesting because you know as you mount your fourth quarter comeback, it's it's obstacles that you're going to have to face. You know, it's, it's one thing to make a decision, but then as you begin to walk it out, you know, you're going to face the obstacles after obstacles, you know. Right. And you have to have that mindset of slaying the giant, you know, to say, okay, I'm going to make this fourth quarter comeback, and despite whatever may come my way, you know, I'm going to overcome. And so I was thinking earlier, you know, um, right now I think the biggest giant that people are facing is the economic climate that we're in. You know, for example, someone wants to start a business or someone wants to, you know, uh, uh, write a book or whatever it may be, but it's requiring resources. And so, (laughs) you know, it's interesting because I was riding downtown Nashville and they're doing a lot of construction here. Uh, The city is growing like, you know, leaps and bounds. And I'm driving, you know, I'm driving downtown Nashville and I see, you know, they're doing all this construction and I see cranes moving and all this other stuff. And I think to myself, I said, man. Do they not know that you know we're in a recession? You know, do, do they not see what's happening? You know, jobs are being lost. But see, the mindset that they have is that okay, us completing this building is going to take at least 2 to 3 years. And right. by that time, the the economy will have turned. And so the the whole uh, mindset of slaying this dragon is that these people, they know that right now it may seem bleak, Mm-hmm. But they know if they keep building and if they keep going, and once they get to that set place, man, things are going to be, they got the land for cheap. You know, they're doing construction for cheap because everything is on sale right now. Right. And they know as, you know, as things turn around, what they reaped in the in the bad time, when things are great, they're going to receive, millionaires are being made right now, Miles. Yes,
4: sir. Yes, sir. You know,
3: because they have this attitude that says, okay, despite what may be going on. I'm going to continue, and so that's the that's the mindset of slaying this this giant. Is that obstacles are going to come, you know, they're coming your way, but you have to keep going. You know, <laughs> I think about the the thing in your in your car. If you look in the mirror, in the rearview mirror, it says objects may seem closer than they appear. Yes, sir. And that's profound, Miles. If you look at if you look at it, because objects may seem closer, things may be closer than they really seem. And so for your listeners out there, when you're facing this, these trials and you're facing these giants, slay the giant, keep moving, and things are actually closer than you think they are. Right now, the th- things are turning. The economy is changing. Things, Man, things are happening, and they seem closer than they appear. So my advice for your listeners in and, and and this whole fourth quarter comeback mode and as we mount this comeback and we slay these giants in our lives is that keep going. Stale water stinks. I say it all the time. (laughs) Stale water stinks. You have to keep going. And even though you're going, you have to be making some kind of progress. Don't find yourself in this rat race going round and round. No, you have to be stepping out of the box and doing things different. And so just keep going in this time. And I tell you, objects are they're They're closer than they appear.
1: Wow. Wow. That's dynamic stuff. When you said that about all the building going on in um, downtown uh, Nashville, it made me think about um, a statement I made on one of your previous shows that somebody today woke up and they bought a, a Phantom. They bought a Royce Phantom. Right, right.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and, and the same recession that everybody else was screaming didn't really affect them, did it? Not at all. And and it takes a lot of gas to to fuel a Phantom. Yeah.
3: But
1: and yeah, they don't think, seem to be worried about that.
3: I think Miles... Well, the biggest the biggest problem I think that we're facing right now, or not even right now, just period, a lot of people don't know exactly what they want out of life. You know, I was reading something, mm. and it said less than 5% of people clearly know what they want out of life. Less than 5%.
1: Wow. <laughs> and so
3: you, you find yourself in this rat race or on this rocking chair. You're going back and forth, but you're not moving anywhere. And you confuse your mind and think you're going somewhere, but you're not less than 5% of people know what they really want. And so that's how you find yourself facing these obstacles and running into these giants because a lot of times you're out of place. Wow. So the first thing that I advise, you know, is to to really get a set picture in your mind and and get connected connected with God to find out your purpose and your passion so you'll know because a lot of times... Miles, I've done a lot of things, and I, you know, I found myself bumping my head against the wall over and over and over. But I'll tell you what happened. Once I got locked into my purpose, I'm not saying that I don't bump my head, but not as much, brother.
4: Yes, sir. Now (laughs) I'm
3: walking in my set place.
4: Right. So a
3: lot of times, we we face these giants because we're out of order. Wow. And so once you get, you know, once you get your, your focus and you know exactly what you want out of life, I think a lot of the troubles that we
1: have, we won't face. Hmm. You know, when you said out of order, it, it made me think about just going back to, to a point I made brought up earlier about today being the 10th day of the 10th month, the number 10 represents obedience.
0: Right.
1: Yes, sir. And, and the scriptures tell us that obedience is better than sacrifice.
0: Sacrifice.
1: A lot of times what i found is that when you have to sacrifice, you you were disobedient somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> wow. So, I think a lot of times, like even situations like this, I think that the warnings were, the warning signs were there. I don't think that nothing just appears and it catches you off guard. I think that warning signs were there. I think a lot of us just, not like, I'm not gonna say us, a lot of people miss the um, the warning signs that this that this shift was coming in the, in the um, economy. What right. would you tell somebody? Okay, they, they got caught on the other side of that shift, and now we're in the fourth quarter. And like i I told you earlier i believe and i I'm, I'm, and i' let me let me just go from here for a second. Last week, we talked about um walk instructions for walking on water
0: right right
1: and one thing i I believe was that in order for Peter to walk on the water, he had to get to the edge of the natural, and he could there was nothing else he could do, so he had to trust God for everything else, so his next step right. was into the supernatural. So, right now, in order to really mount this comeback, and the reason why I told you there's a shift in it, even how I'm doing the show, I believe that in order for us to make this comeback, in order for people who need to make the comeback to actually turn things around, there's going to have to be a shift. There's going to be a, you have to come to the edge of your natural ability, and that means that the next step, the next forward step you take has got to be into the supernatural. What do you advise a person to to? to how do you give them the, the uh, motivation to make that next step into a a realm that they may not even be familiar with?
3: Wow, that's that's a loaded question. I I think the first thing is that um, once you, you know, like I said earlier, less than 5% of people know exactly what they want. And so once you find out what you want, go after it. You go after it, and then you're going to reach a point. Once you know, because, you know, you've connected with God, God has downloaded to you what his plan and purpose is for your life, and then you go after it. And so, um, for example, you want to be a doctor, and you're going to school, and you've got, you know, you connected with God. God told you you're going to be a doctor, so you go off to college, and things are going great, you know, and then you're going to run into an obstacle. And that obstacle is everybody comes to a point when they come to the end of themselves. Your brain, your intellect, all these things will only take you so far. Right. It's, a, it's something on the inside of us that God has deposited in us for him, for us to desire him. And so you get to that point where you're in, you're in college and you say, okay, I've I went as far as I can. I, I've applied for the loan. I did this, and this. nothing's not working. Now is the time for you to really you know, connect <laughs> because you've, you've come to the end of what you're able to do. And this is the time where you step over into that supernatural area that you're talking about.
4: Yes, sir. Because
0: you
3: find, yes, you find yourself then saying, hey, Miles, I don't know what happened, but uh, I just I prayed about that thing, man, and a check showed up in the mail.
4: Yes, sir. Or my professor,
3: my professor said, hey, don't worry about it. You take the course and, and do this later or whatever. You're stepping into the supernatural then because you come to the end of yourself. See, a lot of the problem is that we become little Gs, little gods, <laughs> where we think that we can do all – by ourselves, and no, that's not it We come to a point in everybody's life I think God deposits um, And I know it doesn't sound fair But God deposits a certain amount of um, How would I say this? A certain amount of, I guess, trouble or, or different He deposits something in our lives To make us come back to Him Yes, sir And so, that's what happens So, to, my advice for people Is when you once you come to a point in your life Where you feel like, okay I've done everything that I know how to do. Now you're in an arena where you can step into the supernatural. Because now you've done everything. You've read all the books. <laughs> you've been to all the classes. <laughs> you've talked to all your friends. You, you seek wise counsel. You've done everything that you know possibly to do. Now you're stepping in the area of supernatural. <laughs> I, I heard somebody say once, they they cried out on the floor, said God, I just I give up, I give it to you, Lord. I just don't know what to do anymore. And the person said they heard God say, finally, <laughs>
4: you, know,
3: you know, because He's waiting for us, right, to come back to Him. And so that's that's when you step into that supernatural area that you're talking about that that whole thought of the walking on water. That's when you step into that area because you come to the end of yourself, and God now is able because. It's almost to the point where uh, I use the example of a child putting his stove, putting his hand on the stove. Right. And yeah. you, you, I tell my son when he's little, I say, "Hey, don't touch that. That's hot." And <laughs> most kids, they walk up to him and say, "Well, let's see." And God, God does that to a degree. He'll walk. He'll say, "Don't do this." And so many times <laughs> we do it anyway.
4: Right. And
3: right. and what he does. He constantly constantly comes back over and over and over, and he's helping us, and he's training us and molding us and so once you step into that point where you've reached that you've done all you can, he's going to start teaching you and training you and saying that this is how this is how it goes, this is what's going on, and so that's when you step into the supernatural area
1: wow wow i th- I think you know just even going back to the lesson, I believe in my heart that um you have a situation here where a young man all he knows is basically tended to the sheep but he took he had such passion about the way he tended to sheep <laughs> yeah. that even a bear and a lion came to try to take some of the sheep away. And he slayed them with his bare hands. Yes, sir. This little boy. To me, when I when I see that, I think about the things that we go through.
3: Wow, wow. I think
1: about some of the things that we go through. We, we're fighting bears, we're fighting lions, and we've beat those bears and we beat those lions. No, not the variety that are from Detroit and Chicago, but the variety that you know <laughs> come up in the. Uh, the the, the signs of a, of a, like I said, a, a, a unwanted bill, an <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, right, untimely right.
1: bill, or you know, a, a loved one, you know, dealing with a, a, an injury or or, or, or a sickness.
0: Wow.
1: And we have yeah. to, and we have to continue to employ our faith. I believe that, even on on top of everything you said, I think that we have to remember that we are champions.
0: Exactly.
1: We are champions. It, it took David to step into that. When when Saul asked David, how how can such a little boy like you take on the giant? He's like, I slay the bear and, and a lion. This right, is nothing. Right,
0: right, right, right.
1: Yeah. You have to remember, people, that the greater one lives inside of you and has, has empowered you to be a champion. And that w- that also gives you that that courage to step out into the supernatural. But see, here's the thing. I'm gonna go back to something I said last week in um, the lesson. Peter didn't just step on the water. He asked God to call him. When God called him onto that water, that was the word of God. And the word of God creates provision. It creates protection. It creates everything you need to complete its assignment. Wow. One simple word, come. In that word wow. was everything Peter needed to walk on water. And he was smart enough not to step out into the water until he got the word David was smart enough to walk in authority but he, didn't, he did not step foot in that arena until the spirit of Lord Hothic descended upon him what I'm telling everybody right now is that the word has come for you tonight the word is go forth the word is go forth because God's hand is with you. He's with the dreamer. He's with the visionary because the dreamer and the visionary fulfill his destiny. His destiny was for us to be fruitful and multiply and to subdue the earth. The dreamer and the visionary actually fulfill the destiny of God. So that means... That's why the giant is a defeated foe. Because you are are purpose of God. You are the Word of God. JL, you are, you are you are you are the Word of God.
3: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And see, I, I and you
1: you can't return back to God void, which means that you will fulfill the destiny He placed inside of you.
3: I, I wanted to say, Miles, that you know, if I could leave anything with your listeners, it's, it it would be two things. It would be. Life, life's challenges—they're—they're they're not supposed to 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 beat you. Right. They're not supposed. They're not supposed to paralyze you. Life, see what life challenges are about. They're about helping you discover who you really are. hmm And see, I, I I have to hold on to this, and I tell people, I tell my clients, and I, what God told you in the light, don't forget in the dark. Yes, it, sir. It, don't forget it. See what happens is that it gets tough and. And things get bad, and it gets rough, and you're like, oh, I don't know. Don't forget what God told you when the sun was shining. You know, and so that's, if I if I can leave anything with your listeners just that, is that life challenges are not supposed to paralyze you. When you face an obstacle, when you run into that giant, it didn't come to paralyze you. It it came to help you discover how strong you really are. Yes, sir. So So, you know, you... I often say, if I have a problem, I say to the problem, I say, problem, you know something? I'm going to add you to the list of things that's already been defeated. Yes, sir. And so that's what that's what I would love to leave with your listeners because, you know, this whole fourth quarter comeback and the slaying the giant is that life challenges. They're not supposed to paralyze you. They're supposed to help you discover who you are. And so after you've you, you, you overcome, you've overcome you beat that prostate cancer you you beat that uh, uh growing up in a single parent home uh you beat all these other things you beat these obstacles they help you discover that you know something greatness greatness can come from a single parent home yes sir you know something uh i can function in life after filing bankruptcy i can't you know it helps you discover who you really are and that and in the words of Joel Osteen it helps you discover the champion in you
1: yes sir Yes, sir.
3: And so, if, if I could leave that with your listeners, my I've done my job tonight.
1: <laughs> I think you've done your job tonight. <laughs> you definitely you've done a done a phenomenal job, sir. I want to uh, shift directions for a second. I want the people to get a full grasp of of who they're talking to tonight. In J. Mister J L Godfrey, Mister Make It Happen of Make It Happen Radio. I want the people to get a full grasp of who they're talking to tonight. Tell the people what God has been doing with your career. Oh, in such a short period of time.
0: Wow,
3: wow. Uh, Miles, I, I want to take you back to the beginning. I, I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, and this is an area of the country that's, you know, kind of impoverished. Uh, we didn't have a lot of things, but I knew as a child that I was different. Yes, sir. But it was hard to, you know, to figure that thing out when you're growing up in an average environment and being common, you know, in, you know, in an uncommon situation. Right. But, you know, um, Most kids were playing basketball, and I was a great athlete. But I also loved tennis. You know, nobody was playing tennis in my environment. You you know, and so growing up in that area, man, I knew it was something different about me. And then through life's challenges, you know, I I matriculated to here here to Nashville, and then, you know, um, I've done everything that they've asked me to do as far as the the powers that be. You know, I went to college, I got my education. You know, and I found myself, you know, in an unemployment line. Like so many wow. people who didn't care care as much about their education as I did. Right. And so I found myself at a crossroads, and I said to myself, you know, what is it that was always your heart's desire that you were just too afraid to step out on? You know, and I started to think, and it was this, um, I always had a passion to see people make their dreams happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And so I was introduced to this the platform on Blog Talk Radio and miles man things have been phenomenal since (laughs)
0: um
3: i launched my radio show this year in march um (laughs) under some of the tutelage that you offered (laughs) um and so man things have been growing by leaps and bounds um i have some phenomenal shows coming up and it's birthed out um my book that's coming out on october 29th living an uncommon life the five steps to go from good to great wow um just i mean awesome awesome things i have a opportunity here uh, on Tuesday to be on a national syndicated radio show on NPR and all this information can be found on my website, jlgodfrey.com but Miles, it's just been (laughs) incredible and like I said earlier, it's amazing that when you walk in purpose, how doors begin to, and I'm not saying I hadn't faced any Giants, but what I'm saying is that I'm nowhere near as many giants as I faced when I was out of purpose
4: right <laughs> it's, amazing.
3: it's amazing because when I was in high school I took public speaking never knowing that you know this would be my career path right but you know it's just amazing how God orchestrates things man And so this that's been my story and it's it's amazing man cuz the story still been being written
1: wow wow that's that's just a dynamic there, sir i'm I'm excited I'm excited for you and like i said i when you told me about the NPR thing, I was like, wow this this guy has really he's really got his foot on the accelerator now he's going to get it and that's that's what people need to see and they need to hear that
3: well it's it's, it's not difficult Miles. I mean the thing is it's just make a make a decision just make a decision on whatever it is that you want to do, and then the, once you make a decision, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. As soon as you make that decision, your subconscious mind is going to start attacking that decision and saying, okay, you you decide you want to be a radio personality. Um, Well, you don't speak well, you study. Uh, (laughs) You know, your subconscious mind is going to attack that, but you have to always stay true to who you are. And if you stay true to who you are, your subconscious mind will eventually fall away because we like we say all the time we have that drive that determination that we won't stop
0: right. and that's
3: because we've walked in our passion and in our purpose and that subconscious mind as it kicks in we're able to sit it to the side and close the door right you know and so it's, it's it's not it's not hard at all man it's just about making a decision on whatever it may be whether it's to go back to school whether it's to have a successful marriage whatever it may be it all starts with a decision
1: And some of the things you're saying, I've dealt with personally myself as far to be honest with you, just to be completely open with you here, I doubted myself, I doubted whether I could do this show. Wow. I didn't think I could do it because sometimes in the past my speech wasn't always, you know, as eloquent as I would like it to be. And, you know, there's some things I've been balanced as far as I didn't finish my degree and everything, but I knew – the well, only thing that kept me really going was that, honestly, I am a stubborn individual, and when I believe wow. something, I believe it. Yeah. I'm stubborn, and I get that. I, that's one of those traits I get from my mother. I'm really stubborn. I, I, <laughs> I love my mother. <laughs> she knows I'm not talking <laughs> about her, but I'm stubborn, right. just like my mother. And when I believe it, I'm I'm supposed to have it. I'm I'm gonna have it, yeah. and I don't care what I got to go through to get it. I'm I'm gonna get what's, what's mine.
3: But see. The thing. The thing is, Miles, is that like right now on my radio show. Uh, I have a radio show on Blog Talk as well on Thursdays at 6:30 Central, and I have a young lady on my show, Miss Janiece Garnett, and she uh, she she's from Saginaw, Michigan, and her speech or whatever the case may be may not be the most eloquent. And I tell her all the time, I say, you know something, be who you are. If you study, when you look at people, it's a guy that I advise your listeners to look at. Look at his name is Mr. Leroy Thompson. Yes. Uh He does not speak (laughs) the best language, or he does not have the best grammar. And he tells this story about how he hired someone to help him speak better. And so he's standing in the pulpit, and he's doing his messages, and every time he's supposed to uh, say something correctly, she would say, okay, you should have said it this way. And he said, you know something, I had to fire her. And I'm like, wow, you know, this man of God fired somebody, you know. Right. But what he, but what he said is that she affected his anointing. Wow. Smiles, God called you to do your radio show with all the imperfections that you have. Man, I was called as a minister at the age of 21. And when he called me, I said, oh, there's no way I want to do this. Because I had the, the depiction that I had is that a minister had to be someone who wore a suit and a jerry curl and a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and so, and so, you know, I'm thinking to myself, not no, way. <laughs> no way, no way, this, this is not for the kid, you know, and then, God had to speak to me, Miles, and he said, you know something, I called you just how you are, you don't have to change to fit the call, because if you had to change to fit the call, I would have called you after you changed, hmm. so Miles, you doing your radio show, and you, uh You may not speak the best. You may not feel you do this the best or whatever, but God called you just how you are. Man, you're affecting people that some of the best speakers (laughs) may not be able to affect. So don't let any of that, and for your listening audience, man, God will have whatever God called you to do. When he called you to do it, you were equipped to do it at that time. Yes,
4: sir.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You hit the nail right there on the head. I mean... (laughs) When God, this is the same thing about Peter. When, when God called him, everything he needed was was right there in that word. It was
3: done, yes, sir.
1: All he had to do was step out on it now, and that's 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 the word for somebody tonight too. So, you 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 you've been called already. God has already anointed you to do what it is you've been called to do. I know there's somebody listening right now that you know that there's so much more you can do, but you have to stop letting. Fear getting away. Wow. You can't. You cannot play it safe. You're gonna to have to step out into the deep end. You're gonna to have to go get it because what's for you is for you, but it's out there waiting for you, and you, it's not coming to you. You to have to go get it. Wow. I'm talking to myself too, but what, what you're gonna to have to do is understand that the land has already been spied out. It's already been promised to you. The giant is already a defeated foe. You have to go in your authority. You have to go in your authority. I want anybody who hears this podcast to replay the prayer that I pray at the, about the 60-minute mark, at about the 50, 60-minute mark. Replay that every day. Play it every day. When you get ready to go out in the world to, to battle and, or, and take what's yours, because this is a fight for territory, so you've got to be f- prepared for the battle. When you get ready to go out in the world and take to to take back what's yours, I want you to play that prayer. I want you to go with that prayer in your ears, knowing that you are have all you're face, facing a defeated foe. The victory is already yours, and guess what? Your time has come. Your time is now. Regardless of what the economic reports say, regardless of what the doctors reports say, regardless of what what they say about marriage, regardless of what they say about black people, regardless of what they say about women, your time has come, your time is now. I don't care if you're Caucasian, uh, Asian, white, Hispanic, whatever you want to call it, your time has come, your time is now. All you have to do is believe. If thou can just believe, then all things are possible to him that believes. JL, this has just been a dynamic show. Give the people more information where they can find you and give us a closing word.
3: Uh, Again, I want to say thank you, Miles. I always enjoy uh, when we collaborate, and I think this is just the beginning of great things to come. Yes,
1: sir. Likewise.
3: Uh, Again, you can find me at my website. It's www.jlgodfrey.com. Again, that's www.jlgodfrey.com. Or you can call me by um, calling 615-713-2017. Again, that's 615-713-2017. And if I could leave a closing statement, you know, tonight has been phenomenal, and we've talked about so much. And and to me, you know, as I bring this to a synopsis, I think what we're talking about is the process. Yes. It's the, it's the process. It's the process from going from that thing that you desire to be to that thing that you know you can be or that thing that God told you that you are. And so I, I want to close with this. I said this on my show the other day. <laughs> I was helping someone put up a ceiling fan. And, you know, we put the fan up and everything is up and it's fine. And the fan is on and it's spinning, Miles. I mean, it's doing its (laughs) thing, you know. But what we noticed is that the fan was spinning in the wrong direction. So I pulled the little chain and I heard it click, you know, and it never stopped. It just kept going and kept spinning. I said, okay, what's going on here? And then as it spun, it began to slow down. Then eventually it came to a stop and it begin to spin the other way. What we're talking about tonight is the process. And so as you begin your process, you may seem to be going in that same direction that you've always been going in, but now that you know what your plan is and you've submitted it to God, eventually you will not have a desire for the alcohol. You will want to be a better husband. You will be able to write the book. You will be able to start the business, and it will stop, and you will be able to go back in that right direction. So, again, I want to say thank you, Miles, for having me on. And, again, you can find me at com and I just look forward to great things that you have coming in the future.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's that's a dynamic uh, revelation here. And I, we, we thank you and we, we pray for your success, and I'm thanking God for just, like, doors of favor just being open to you beyond what you can ever hope for or imagine, just favor, overtaking favor. And, and one thing remember, JL, favor is not fair.
3: <laughs> yes, sir. You know, my pastor said
1: it to me today yeah, favor is not fair.
3: <laughs> it's funny, man, because I find myself being open. Shakespeare said there's sermons and stones. And so I'm always open for different things to speak to me, whether it's nature, whether it's you know, television, you know, whatever it may be. And so man, I, I just I'm I'm open and, and I just expect great things to happen <laughs> and nothing less than the best is acceptable. Yes, sir. So I want to say thank you, Miles, and I look forward to having you on my show and just just all the great things that we know that you're going to be doing here in the future.
1: Likewise, and I I want everybody to to come on um, Tuesday, that's Tuesday night, to check out J.L. Godfrey on NPR radio. That's going to be a a live. What time, sir?
3: It is at 8 o'clock Central Standard Time. If you want to go to uh, my website again, Um, If you go to the the calendar, or no, it's upcoming events, and click on there, it'll give you um, all the information. And also, Miles, if I could, I want to tell my listeners about a show that I have next Thursday with some phenomenal powerhouse speakers, uh, yourself included, (laughs) the the great Mr. Phenomenal himself, Miles W. Miller, Mr. Nick ZZ, uh, Mr. Possibilities, uh, the Possibilitarian, uh, Chris Gloss, and the god, the godson of Les Brown, Mr. David Bridgeforth Jr., this Thursday at six thirty Central Standard Time. So again, thanks, Miles, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Yes, sir. And likewise.
3: Okay. Take care.
1: And people, um, it's just an absolute um, dynamic event that's getting ready to take place on um, just this week. Um, for Mr. JL Godfrey, and I'm I'm a, I'm honored to be, you know, uh, <laughs> be able to be in a position to, to to tell you guys about the things that's happening. And I'm honored that JL is uh, including me in some of the things that he's doing too. Um, like I say, it, it was just it wasn't by chance that I responded to that that email he sent me that day, and, and look at what's happening now. We, we both are, you know, in each other's corners. Like when it's when when he gets in the ring, I'm in his corner telling him, hey man, you, you know, duck that duck that left hook. You know, watch the uppercut. Or when I'm in the ring, he's there encouraging me, doing the same thing. So, you know, this is a partnership, a uh, brotherhood. Uh, like I said, covenant brothers. We we believe in each other. We praying for each other, and um, likewise for you guys. We we want what's best for you, and um, just support JL Godfrey and what he's doing. Any, any guests we bring on his show, support them because they they have some dynamic stuff for you. It's for you, so don't uh, don't miss out on it. Before I go, I want to thank. And acknowledge Mr. J.L. Godfrey for coming on the show today. I also want to thank the Minister of Motivation, Dr. Walter Sims in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, he's going to be on my four-quarter comeback show uh, later this month. Also, Mr. Anthony Collier, who's going to be on my four-quarter comeback show this week. Uh, Ms. Natasha Allen, who was supposed to be on tonight, but she with some technical difficulties uh, came up. She's going to be on the four-quarter comeback show uh, this month. We don't know which day yet. Also, I want to thank Ms. Tiffany Patton uh, in Detroit, Michigan. I want to thank uh, Pastor Genaldo Lee, Bishop Wayne T. Jackson. And also, I want to thank you, the listeners, for continuing to come back and continue to support creating a championship standard of living. And before I go, I want to share this with you. The giant that stands in front of you, no matter what the giant may be, Although a worthy adversary is a defeated foe, go forth, go forth, go forth. You are well able to overcome anything that's in front of you because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And and God is using the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. So let's go confound the wise together, people. This is Mr. Miles W. Miller for Creed and Championship Standard of Living saying, Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. God bless you, and I'll see you next week.